Hello, I'm Katie. This is The Bittersweet Life, and welcome to the first episode of our Summer in Rome series. We'll be exploring Italy and Rome alongside big artistic philosophical ideas all summer long. So if you haven't yet, subscribe to the show, hit that subscribe button. We have lots of surprises in store for you. This show is supported by the people who listen. My thanks today go out to Cynthia and to longtime show supporter Valerie. Thank you so much for contributing and for making this show possible for everyone else. There are links to donate in the show notes. And if you leave us a five-star rating and review at Apple Podcasts, we might share your comment on the show. Like this one from GF in Australia. I've been listening to this podcast for a while now, and recently subscribed, as it brings so much pleasure to my days. I love the interesting things that are covered and the interaction between Tiffany and Katie. Although I've never spoken to them, they feel like friends. Thank you so much for that. Now, off we go to Rome. Welcome to Rome. This is The Bittersweet Life with Katie Sewell and Tiffany Parks. Hello, this is The Bittersweet Life. I'm Katie Sewell. I'm Tiffany Parks. And I am in Rome at last. Woohoo! <laughs> <laughs> uh, however, there's a little bit of a, um, a wrinkle. Uh, what would we normally have done? We might have met on the street to say hello... I might have come to your apartment. Who knows how we would have greeted one another, Tiffany, because instead we are talking over the internet. Me from an apartment in Trastevere and you from your apartment in the edge of Rome. Because, I mean, you got to get to the chase, I guess. What everybody is afraid of when they go traveling after all of this time, what is the biggest concern? That you'll catch COVID. <laughs> and I did. Oh. <laughs> and I did. And I did. And, uh, oh. and so here I am in Rome, and Tiffany and I have not yet actually gotten together in person. Yes. And you've been here now almost, 20, almost 48 hours, right? Because you came in the day before yesterday. Yes. As we're recording, it's Friday, and I got here on Wednesday evening. Oh, so, I mean, yes. it's just unthinkable. It's unthinkable that that you're just across town and and I can't see you. And so, yeah, I mean, tell me and tell everyone a little bit about, like, did you, I'm so curious, because we've been texting back and forth during your travels, but we haven't really had any actual conversations. So when did you figure this out? Where did you pick it up? Who's responsible? <laughs> <laughs> Who can we blame for this? Um yeah, I should also say, like, if you hear motorbikes and stuff going on in the background, it's because I have the window open. We're keeping all big, nice airflow going through this apartment at all times. So I have no idea, of course, where it came from. Uh, it could have come from anywhere. It could have come from the plane. We flew in to Berlin, Germany. We were there for a few days. Then we rented a car and we drove down to Prague. We were there for a few days. And then we drove from there to Fussen in Germany. 
and then we drove across the uh, Swiss Alps into Italy and arrived at Lake Como in a little town called Nesso. Uh, we had rented an apartment there. It sounds like an idyllic trip. And it was. <laughs> it really was, honestly. Uh, but somewhere along the road, probably between Prague and Fusen in Germany, my throat started feeling kind of dry. Mm. Now, I've been having allergies for like the last month and a half, and I still am actually, um, because of the flowering trees and all the stuff that happens right now. Like I always get allergies right now. So I've been having allergies all along. So at first I thought, I'm just allergic to something that's different here than normal. Yeah, because you texted me asking me for allergy medicine recommendations. Yeah, because I'd forgotten to pack allergy medications. I'm like, well, what do people take here? What should I ask for in the pharmacy? And yeah, so I thought it was allergies because it was mostly like I wasn't feeling ill. I was feeling like my nose was just running a lot, Mm. you know, like you do with allergies. Mm -hmm. When I started to think that maybe something else was wrong was when I woke up the morning we were at the lake and I woke up and I had a sore throat Mm. and I also felt really tired. And I thought, huh, I don't usually get a sore throat from allergies maybe this is something else and we were taking a little stroll the one great thing about being in a very small town uh in the lake district is there's not really that many people around yes that was really a blessing yeah we were lucky um so we're taking a little stroll and i am not really feeling that good and derek says you know we have to do it we have to take the test and of course part of me is like i don't even want to know like (laughs) you know that responsibly you need to know but of course you don't really want to know you just hope it must be something else maybe it's just a seasonal cold or whatever so we get back from our walk and we take the tests at home test yeah at home test you each take one yeah because he's been with me we've been in a road trip yeah you're in a car together <laughs> all day. Seven hours sharing sodas, <laughs> sharing food and stuff. So, I mean, he, Derek's fully exposed if I have COVID. Mm-hmm. And you take the test, you know, you set it down on the dresser and you just walk out of the room and you're thinking, please, God, you know, <laughs> let it not be. And I was just sitting outside waiting and Derek walked out with very sad face and he just said, I'm so sorry, babe. And I looked at him with like probably the biggest surprise on my face. And I said, it's positive. And he said, "Mm mm-hmm. And I just burst into tears, (laughs) burst into tears. I think partly just from the shock of it, certainly the disappointment, but you also, I mean, we spent two years trying not to get it. Yeah, that's what gets me. I mean, you, like me, like like so many of us, we spent two years being so careful, wearing masks, staying at home, like not going out. And you didn't even have the legal requirement to stay home, but you did it anyway. You know, we're all so careful. We barely traveled. We barely went anywhere. Like in the last, yes, maybe six months, we started to travel tentatively, but like no major trips, you know, being super careful. And even this trip, like I remember when you were planning this trip, you specifically made it a road trip so you wouldn't be on trains and in, you know, flying around from city to city, you were just going to be driving. And we have been, and not to make this about me or anything, but we have been apart for so long 
you know, four years plus, we finally are going to be in the same town at the same time. And you, for your part, finally are like a real true vacation. And you get here. I mean, you're vaccinated, you're boosted. <laughs> it's like, what? It's a, it seems like a cruel joke. I know. Well, and also, like, I think another thing is, it's frankly, like, after this past two years, when you find out that you have it, it's scary. Hmm. Because you also just have no idea what you're in for. Yeah. Because everybody reacts so differently to it. Some people get sick, really, really sick for weeks. I wasn't worried that I was going to die because I felt like I am vaccinated. I am boosted. I'm not going to end up in the hospital for this. But you still just have no idea like what ride is coming. Yeah. And also, I mean, you've lived here for so long, maybe you don't remember, but there's also something very strange about being, thinking I'm sick and I'm in a foreign country. Yeah, that's true. I have no idea even what basic medicine is called (laughs) at the pharmacy, you know? Yeah. I don't even know what aspirin Mm. is. Aspirina. Aspirina. It's very close. (laughs) Well, I've been taking... Brufrin? Brufrin? Okay. Is that the word? I think that's a form of ibuprofen. I think it's like a one of the brands of ibuprofen. It is. It is. And it's so funny. We were walking around. It's such a funny name for an Italian product because it doesn't sound anything Italian. Brufrin. <laughs> and so Derek and I have been going around saying Brufrin. <laughs> and Derek's like, oh, I wonder if we, what, if, what if we were in Seattle and a couple of Italians were walking past us being like Advil. Ad- <laughs> Advil. <laughs> But I'm very happy to report that um, while I did have a sore throat and I was very tired and I would have weird effects like my eyes wouldn't stop watering, Hmm. I never felt very ill. Like I would have said if I didn't know that this was COVID, I would have said this was a very minor cold. Minor? Yeah. And I probably wouldn't have even taken a day off of work. Wow. Well, that's that's good. I mean, the thing changes from day to day, right? Sore throat. Sometimes you're tired. Sometimes your nose won't stop running. I did have one kind of scary day where it was harder to breathe and I was coughing a lot. Mm -hmm. Every single day has been a different journey, but it's never been to the point where I can't breathe through my nose at night. Mm -hmm. The basic things that you think of when you have a cold where like you lay down and you're all stuffed up. Yeah. Or my sore throat has been gone now for days and days. I never had a fever the whole time. Really? That's interesting. I only had one day where I had a very mild headache. Huh. And mostly like my main symptom has been like a runny nose and being tired. So the really hard and annoying part about it is that I keep testing positive. (sighs) So no matter how good I feel, I am positive every single day. And we've started doing research about that because obviously to get back into the United States... I need to test negative. Now, judging by when we think that the symptoms started, I I should by no and no problem be testing negative within the next day or two, right? Mm -hmm. But what if that doesn't happen? We've read online that some people test positive even though they haven't had symptoms in weeks for 90 days. Well, you said you wanted, you said you didn't want to move back to Italy, but maybe Italy (laughs) has other plans. (laughs) Italy is not going to let me go. No. (laughs) Well, in a way, of course, as you know, because we haven't gotten to see each other, it does feel like now the languishing time I planned to be in Rome is now feeling like it's going to be really crunched by the time we get to see each other. Well, let, let me, let me just throw something out at you. I know Derek has work 
responsibilities that he probably has to get home to. But could you change your ticket and stay an extra week? I mean, maybe, but it might not do any good, like from a testing perspective. Well, like what if you test you test positive until so let's just for our, for our listeners it's friday you're leaving next friday so you have one week left in rome what if you don't test negative until thursday if you stayed an extra week we would have an extra week of work time and being together time and you'd have an extra week of exploring rome instead of being stuck in your apartment that's true although i don't i mean from a financial standpoint that might be kind of challenging yeah, I mean, you could stay here for a couple nights. I don't know. We'll see. We'll see. Uh, I mean, here's the other thing that's been interesting. I, ha- I mean, I have many observations now that I know, now that I'm in the know uh, on the COVID train, especially on the coast. After we're in the Lake District, we had to leave that apartment and move to the Italian coast, right? Mm-hmm. We were down on the Italian Riviera. Right. And in both places, I felt the worst at the lake place. I will say that. That was um, the worst. And, and I will also t- say that this is a weird thing about renting Airbnbs and hotels and stuff that you're all probably worried about when you're thinking about traveling. Did the person in the room prior to you have COVID? Which yeah. now I know that I was the person in the room prior that did have COVID. Uh, we personally took disinfectant wipes and tried to wipe all the surfaces. And we also always left all of the windows open. And even when we left, we left all the windows open. But everything feels like such a real possibility now that I've been like what Derek's calling typhoid Katie. Um, (laughs) (laughs) uh, I mean, I also had like a change in perspective too, where I know that mask mandates are going away, but you know how Tiffany, you used to complain during all the COVID lockdowns and stuff about like, if you saw another Italian with their mask around their chin Mm -hmm. smoking, (laughs) you were going to throw something at the wall uh, (laughs) or, or how, here in the United States with a mask mandate on the planes, so many people would always have the mask below their nose. Yeah. You know, they'd have it on, but it's below their nose. And I used to think these people are a danger to me, you know, because they are spreading COVID around possibly. Now I have the opposite perspective. I know I have COVID. Yeah. You know, and you're talking to me with your mask below your nose. It's like you're putting yourself at risk. I'm trying to stand away from you some. You should be covering your nose because of me. Like I'm a threat to you. Right. I think we also got lucky because we were in areas that weren't particularly crowded. Yes. So it's not like, and I don't know if people are going to judge me harshly for this, but it's not like I have just been holed up in a room all this time. Like I have been out walking around in the world sitting away from people Mm -hmm. so i still have this real sense of like being outside the world like i can't be an active participant Mm -hmm. in like i'm watching people enjoy their lives and i'm not allowed to you know (laughs) i'm not allowed to be with them no you're in the leprosy colony (laughs) right exactly but it's not like i haven't gotten to see or do anything we would just find a bench where it's so far off from where other people are sitting that you can be there. Or, mm-hmm. you know, you could order a, something to drink from this outdoor bar and then go sit over here, you know? It's not yes. like uh, I have had to just be in my hotel room with the windows closed in the dark or something. Thank God. And if you're going to be convalescing somewhere, I can't, the Italian coast is like a wonderful spot to sit in the sun and wish that you felt better than you did. Um, but also think to yourself, well, wow, if I'm going to get COVID, this is not a bad spot to have it. 
Yeah, I mean, it kind of it kind of makes me think, and I was looking at your pictures, you know, and it kind of makes me think of, you know, back in the day when there were not a lot of cures for the common cold and flu and, you know, you just, a lot of people just died of that. Um, back in the day, if you had weak lungs or you had, you know, you had problems of that sort, the common thing, if you were, you know, obviously if you were privileged enough to be able to afford it was you would go to the coast, you would go to the seaside and that might have been, you know, if you were in England, it might have been Bristol or you know whatever Brighton, or it might have been Italy. It might have been the coast of the of coast of Italy. And so many people in in books that I've read are like, oh yes, we had to go abroad. My my lungs were too bad that year, so we had to go to the Italian coast, and there I recovered. <laughs> you know, and I was like, that's what Katie's doing. That's so true. Can you hear my neighbor dog barking? Yes, I can. Yeah, we'll we'll get into all the things Italian observations on another show. Um, including how loud that dog is right now. Uh, but um, but yeah, no, I, I couldn't help, but we've talked about the romantics on this show multiple times. You know, I wrote that big yeah. article about John Keats who comes to Rome to try to recover um, from tuberculosis and does not recover, but comes <laughs> no. here for the weather. And, and yeah, the romantics, you know, Shelley and all them, uh, Mary Shelley and Percy Shelley, you know, mm-hmm. all convalescing on the coast. And I, of course, I thought of them multiple times, you know, uh, that kind of romantic be amongst beauty while you are kind of outside the world, because that's really what it felt like. It felt mm. like being in the world, but like being very outside of it at the same time, like not being able to to play well i hope i'm crossing my fingers for a big fat negative tomorrow morning so that we so that you can go out and live a little bit and i can see you yes i that is my plan is that tomorrow i will test negative let's hope so it it will be officially 10 days which is what people say like my sister got covid and and uh we were just texting yesterday about it and she said oh my gosh yeah i remember Uh, She lives in Palm Desert, California. And so basically her and her son got COVID. Her husband and her daughter did not. But because the weather is so good there, her and her son basically just lived outside the whole time that they were sick. They did puzzles, you know. (laughs) They they just lived out in the outdoors. And then when they were inside, they would just wear a mask, which is basically what I've been doing. I should mention that Derek has tested negative this whole time, but I've been wearing a mask around him. But she said, yeah, every day we'd wake up and think, oh, we feel really good today. And we'd take that test and be like, ah, she said, we never, we just started thinking we're never going to look down and have it just be one line. Like it's always going to be two lines. And finally around day 10, they tested and they had only the one line. So here's hoping. Well, maybe 10 is your lucky number. (laughs) Yes. And I feel like siblings often react in the same way to things. I don't know if you've ever noticed this. So same with like pregnancies, like my sister's pregnancy was so much similar to mine in terms of like how much weight you gain and how, you know, if you look like a boat or if you look like you have a basketball in your shirt, Uh (laughs) Um, meaning like some women look like boats and some women look like they have a basketball up their shirt. My family, we look like boats. Um, So, you know, I think the same might be true for this illness you might react the same way your sister did. And if she got a positive on day 10, my fingers are crossed for you. You mean a negative on day 10? A negative. Sorry. A negative, of course. (laughs) A negative. What am I saying? Yeah. I mean, of course, of course, we're just estimating. I just said, well, when do we think 
the symptoms started, you know, so our count could be slightly off. I mean, the one other thing that I will say is that um, because I felt like it was allergies for a couple days, of course, as a person who's done like everything possible to try to not only not get it, but protect other people from getting it. Mm -hmm. There is a certain level of uh, understanding now how you can accidentally pass it on to other people. And my real hope is, oh my gosh, I really hope I didn't give this to somebody who will not have a mild cold like I have. Mm -hmm. You know, and of course I have no way of knowing. Like I have no way of knowing even where it came from. Right. Or when when I picked it up. Remind me where you were when you started feeling symptoms in Fusen. Um, I mean, Derek feels like he started seeing symptoms in me, um, at least from an allergy point of view, when we were driving away from Prague. So he thinks it's possible that that day in Prague was like the first day. I mean, and he's guessing. I mean, we don't know where I got it from, but it's possible it's, and it's probable that I got it very early on in Berlin, just judging by the incubation periods and whatnot that you yeah. read about. It could have been the plane. It could have been. I mean, here's the thing about the plane, too, is that it was masks optional. Really? On my plane. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. It was a flight from the United States, which has dropped the mandate. I do not understand that. I do not get it. Like, why? <laughs> Whatever. I won't comment, but I don't understand that. Right. It's like, it's like I could have not worn a mask that entire flight, which it was a long journey, as you well know. Yeah. And everyone around us was like not wearing a mask. Derek and I kept them on the entire time. Mm. And if we were eating anything or drinking anything, I tell you, Tiffany, I don't know that it helps. But I would take my mask off. I would take a bite. I'd try to hold my breath while I took the bite. I'd put a mask back on and I would chew. Wow. You know, just because I'm like, I do not want to catch this on the plane. Oh, I don't understand why they took that mandate off. That is ridiculous. Why? Like I'm talking to friends. Like, I don't think I'll ever take a flight again without a mask. Like, I don't care if it's 2050 and COVID is a distant memory. If I'm still alive in 2050, you know, I will never, I will never fly without a mask again. Because it just protects you from any kind of cold or, I mean, not 100% protects you, but it's a really good way to protect yourself from getting sick on planes, which a lot of people do of lots of different things. So why wouldn't you, like, why would you expose yourself even? I don't know. Yeah, it's interesting. I mean, it would have been, I mean, we had a four-hour layover in Amsterdam too, and people mostly had masks on there, but you know. People take them off to drink coffees and whatnot. And it's just, I mean, we were traveling for so long. Yeah. By the time you're done, you know, your whole face feels chapped, as you know, probably from coming to the United States. Um, But I mean, even still, with all those precautions, it might have been the plane. It might not have been Berlin at all. Who knows? You You just don't ever know where it came from. Yep. Crazy luck. I don't know what to call it besides that. But at least, at least it's been mild enough that I've been able to at least see things yeah. and enjoy the fact that I'm just somewhere else. It, it has not been ideal because, yeah, I wanted to like, you know, go full out vacation mode here. And instead I've been a little weary. So, yeah, that's not great. But I'm trying to stay relatively positive about it. I do have to say the timing, the timing, at least as far as like when you tested positive is 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 probably the best timing that it could have been in the sense that your big sightseeing places are Berlin, Prague, and maybe Fusen. You know, those are the places where you really have things that you want to go and see where, that might be crowded. 
and um, you didn't have COVID or you didn't know you had it back at that point. And then when you got to Lake Como and the Italian coast, I mean, really, really the number one thing you do in a place like that is just relax and soak up the nature, which you were able to do, even if not as boisterously as you'd hoped. Yes, yes. We wanted to take a hike through the forest when we were in on the coast. And even though I was absolutely exhausted, it, not physically that day, but my eyes were exhausted that day. That was one of those days where you're like, everything feels great except your eyes feel like you could fall asleep in a second. But we still took a walk through the woods. It was a 6.5 mile walk. We barely saw anyone on the trail the whole time. Huh. It was so nice. It was probably one of the our favorite days of the whole trip so far. And you, and it was also something you could do without feeling like you're putting anybody else at risk. Good. You know, with the exception of Derek. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, I've been trying to keep a distance from him as well, so. Well, I, I honestly sometimes think that, like, with this COVID thing, there's got to be, like, some, like, I don't know, blood type or something that keeps certain people from getting it. Because it seems like certain people just don't get it. Claudio, for example, I mean, he was working in the Vatican Museums with literally tens of thousands of people coming in, often physical contact with him, definitely breathing the same air, all through January, February, early March of 2020, with people from all over the world, every single country practically represented, you know, when, when COVID was absolutely out there and we just didn't know it yet. And he was there every single day and he never got it. I just feel like there's got to be something, you know, or, or, or even Aurelio, who, you know, so many of his classmates have got it. And you just got to know that, like, those little kids, like, even though they're wearing masks most of the time, they always have their fingers in their mouth, up their nose, touching their eyes. <laughs> like, they're always touching each other. They're sharing food. They're sharing glasses. Like, they're just not careful because they don't think of that. And I'm like, he, so many of his friends have gotten it, and he's, he has not, not gotten it. So I'm like, maybe just some people have a some kind of DNA that protects them. I mean, I think I would have thought myself one of those people until this happened. <laughs> My family does have a tendency to not get ill like other people do. We just don't catch things as much. Mm -hmm. So I think I would have felt that way. But, but also, I mean, you get, your mind just spins around. Like when we got vaccinated and boosted, Derek both times was more ill than me. Hmm. He would just be sort of knocked down for 12 hours by the shot, you know? And, and I would be exhausted, but I would be able to keep doing stuff and he would just lay in bed and recuperate and I'm like well maybe he just had a bigger reaction to it then and was able to fight it off more I mean who knows who knows who knows yeah I didn't get any reaction to any of my shots like zero I would sit there and be like maybe I feel a little bit more tired than usual but it was like if if I did it was so minor that I wouldn't have noticed otherwise zero reaction whereas Claudio had a much stronger reaction who knows See, I guess that's the thing. We just don't know. And we can't predict it. Like, I would have said, going into this trip, I would have said if, if either one of us was going to get it, it was going to be him. <laughs> and I was fully prepared for that. You know, I thought, <laughs> there's a good chance that Derek's going to get COVID. I'll be able to take care of him. You know, it'll be great. And then, well, turns out it was the opposite. Jeez. Anyway, here's hoping that we get a negative test soon so you and I can hang out. Yeah, and also remind me of the rules because I, I can't remember. They change so fast. But do you need a negative test to fly back to the United States? I do, yes. Like does everybody need one? 
uh-huh within 24 hours within 24 hours because you no longer need one to fly if you're vaccinated and you're as you know because you flew here from from the states you don't need one to get into italy yep that's right yep but i do have to prove it to go back and, and we actually bought these um special covid tests uh in the united states that have like a barcode on them and mm. before you open them you scan the barcode in it this is my understanding i haven't done this yet but and it connects you to like a telehealth person and that person watches you take the test wow and then somebody else calls you back 15 minutes later to look at the result of the test and then they enter it into the system so you're official to be able to get back into the country i could also go to a clinic here in italy and get tested prior but we just didn't know like how hard would it be to find one and so we just decided to bring these with us it's very easy yeah, that's great, but you can get it done at any pharmacy, any any day of the week. Good to know. But I mean, the real question now is, as we've been reading, some people test positive for a long time past when they're actually sick. And so we'll cross that bridge when we come to it. That will not happen, even though I secretly want it to so you can stay. <laughs> <laughs> well, we will leave it there. Hopefully our next episode will be us together i have a whole list of potential shows we could do yes uh, while i'm here so do I. if we ever get to that point we will we will have keep the faith keep the faith katie and until next time this is the bittersweet life i'm katie sewell i'm tiffany barks the bitter bittersweet life <laughs> join us again bye the bittersweet life is created and produced by me katie sewell my co-host is Tiffany Parks. If you're traveling to Rome this summer, set up a tour with Tiffany by writing to bittersweetlifepodcast at gmail.com. Our intern this summer is Allison Kramer. We will be hitting the streets of Rome on the podcast all summer long, so if you know anyone who loves Italy, tell them about the show and recommend that they subscribe. Our logo is designed by Jody Rick at The Lost Laboratory featuring the art of our muse, Caravaggio. If you support the show, either through Patreon or PayPal, you will receive a handwritten thank you note in the mail and our logo on a magnet. It's just what your fridge or car bumper is missing. Listener support is vital to the continuation of this show. If listening has become a valued part of your week and you have the means, help us pay the bills by throwing a five or a 10 or a 20 in the hat just as you would if you saw a street performer in Rome that you really love. You can find links to donate in the show notes or at thebittersweetlife.net. And my thanks to Drew Atkins for helping design the new website. Mm-hmm.